0: What's good, y'all? My name is Jonathan Dumas, and this is the Real Talk with Dumas podcast, where I have real conversations with the people I see every day, because we don't know what we miss until we miss them. Y'all, RTWD made it through one whole trip around the sun. It is RTWD's podiversary, pod pod-b-day pod, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, but I am really excited. Yo, I have been thinking of all kinds of ways to try and make this day a little more special, you know, to commemorate such a momentous occasion. And some stuff I'm really, really excited about is coming. It's just not ready yet. And that's okay. You know, life happens, things come up, you know what I'm saying? I will talk a little bit more about those things in the episode, but I just wanted to keep y'all, you know. Have it percolate in your mind. Keep it at the forefront of your mind. Um, y'all know I, I love a good cliffhanger. So be on the lookout for those things coming very, very, very soon. Speaking of episodes, this week I sit down with my partner, Lindsay, and she interviews me. Shout out to my guy, Daryl, for making the suggestion for this episode. because I was just going to talk to y'all, but that would have been boring. Lindsay has witnessed all of the hard work, all of the time that has gone into what this podcast has become. She has also been one of my biggest encouragers and accountability partners in this work and a part of the team. Like she's been a part of helping me produce the episodes. Y'all may have noticed that I've started to give her credit at the end. If you check out the show notes, her information is in there as like a co-producer because she really does be helping me produce these episodes. And we talk about that in the episode as well. So who better to chop it up with about the journey of RTWD than someone who has been there from the very beginning and has seen the transformation and growth, not only of me, but of the show. In this episode, Linz and I talk about the the behind-the-scenes production, what keeps me going in very difficult and emotionally laborious work, and what is to come for RTWD. I had a fun time talking to Linz. We always laugh and joke, but this was an especially fun time talking about what I'm truly passionate about, I appreciate her stepping into um, the interviewing seat and out of her comfort zone. I hope y'all enjoy this. It's going to be a fun one. And don't forget to wish RTWD a happy B-Day on IG, y'all, or leave a review as a present. That's always welcomed. Okay, here's Lindsay me.
1: So how are you feeling? About what? The podcast.
0: How am I feeling about the podcast? I, I feel good. It has been an interesting, interesting year. I'll say that. I mean, between COVID and not leaving the house very much to job transitions to more stuff being added on my plate. And like the podcast has been as consistent as I have been able to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it's been interesting to like do something and have like a passion about something and then like. I'm still doing it a a year later. Like, it hasn't Mm. gone away. And the more I do it, the more I, like, love it more and more and more. And Mm. I just get more creative and try to figure out what what to do next and what kind of, like... And I try not to use the language of product, but Mm. essentially product to put out and Mm. what's going to be most valuable, but also, like, what's going to be the most engaging for listeners and even me talking to somebody else, Mm. you know, so... Podcast overall, I feel like it's going pretty well. Better than what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was going to be you and our friends listening.
1: <laughs> and my family. Yeah, And your family. Yeah,
0: because... Yeah, yeah. That would have been it.
1: All right. Well, looking back to the start of your podcast up to now, what are you most proud of?
0: I think it's kind of hard to like pinpoint what I'm most proud of. I think the fact that I... I'm proud of multiple things like I'm proud of myself to to keep going because there is such a thing as like pod burn and it's basically you just get burnt out because you're doing everything. Another thing I'm proud of is like the fact that about how much I've learned. So I'll I'll tell people, yeah, like in the beginning, the first like 10 episodes, I recorded on an iPad (laughs) and that's it. And then I record on an iPad and then I would upload it and then I would just like I learned how to edit audio and make it clean and do whatever. So, like, just that has been funny. And just to see people's reactions, just like, all right, so who does your social media? I said, I do. And then I also did, (laughs) like, the graphic stuff. So, it's just like, oh, wow, like, I really put together, like, this whole thing. So, it's been a great learning experience. So, I'm most proud of that. But I'm also proud of, like, the fact that, you know, the circumstances by which, like, the pod got a big following or not a big following. It grew to more than just, like, my immediate friends and, like, my circle to, like, having... The amount of listeners I have right now is because of the uprisings last summer and mm-hmm. us engaging and having difficult conversations about being an interracial couple and all that. So it's hard for me to say that I'm proud of the growth that has happened because a lot of the growth happened out of mm. really tragic circumstances, right? Because I don't think I would have as many listeners or people would not have enga- engaged even now with the content that I put out if those things didn't happen before. And I think that's the hard part. Um, So I'm torn between those things.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I told you this earlier, but I was talking with a group of friends and we were trying to put together another podcast and they were all like, okay, we need a production team. Like, (laughs) who's going to do this? And I told them that you had a podcast and, you know, they're listing all these different things. Like, we need a team. (laughs) And I was just thinking, Wow. Jonathan is his own team <laughs> you've you've literally done everything for this podcast and I don't, I don't know if people know that uh listening like I know you say it at the end um that you produce the podcast but uh yeah you you literally have done everything and you've learned how to edit well and you know have better sound quality and different things like that
0: well, and even how to interview, right? I feel like when I first had the when I first was doing the podcast in the beginning, I had some episodes and I had to trash all of them. And there was only one that I kept. And the mm. one that I kept was with Reggie. Mm-hmm. It was like the second episode. And even listen back to that one. I there's so many tweaks and changes and how I would engage with him is very, mm. very different, right? Mm. Um so even how I've interviewed, I've had to learn how to interview folks. I've had to learn how to like create a story with like how I um, ask the questions and allowing that conversation to like unfold and grow how it is, right? So mm. it's funny because some people listen to it and I got some feedback and they were like, wow, it's, a, that's a, it's such a scripted show. And I was like, it is not scripted. Like, I don't know where you where it mm. sounds scripted, but like a lot of it, the questions are sort of kind of scripted mm. and then the opening and the ending are scripted, but like nothing else in there is scripted. Well, the cut-ins, the fill-ins are scripted too, but... <laughs> yeah, that's been interesting. Yeah, I'm my own team. Mm-hmm. and But I've also... My team has grown. You have helped a lot with the production too, so... I mean... That's true. You know, co-producing from the bed, that's what you <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, well, for listeners, I'm going to clean that up because that sounds bad. So, the way our house is set up... Is that our our office is located next door to our bedroom, so Linz can hear me when I'm doing my edits, or like when I'm doing the intro or outro or even my fill-ins. So Linz will literally shout, "That ain't it. You need to get rid of that. You're talking too long. You Stop. Need to, you need to cut that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, and they'll be like, "That's trash. Like literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally is." There have been episodes. This is another reason why episodes have not come out when they're supposed to. We've we've gone back and listened to some and you're like, that's trash. And I'm like
1: You cannot put that out you there. You can't
0: put that out there. I'm like, shoot. And you you're like, you can put it out there, but it will literally be your worst episode. I'm like, God damn. So get you get you one that's gonna be honest with you, I guess.
1: Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to like highlight a few things, but um, what has been the most listened to episode? Mm.
0: Well, it was the episode between me and you. So the first part, the episode called This is Harder Than We Thought, where we really just, I always say we talk about being an interracial couple, but it's like, that's not the fullness of like that conversation. It, there's so much that is in there that is like, takes a lot to unpack. We talk about our marriage. We talk about, you know, our frustrations with like evangelicalism. And mm. we talk about like a little bit of politics and how our stuff has changed and shifted. We talk about our own individuality in that. And then also how do we bring those things together? Um, not only our culture, our race, um, our education or st- like whatever our experiences, but like how do we really join together in a in a union, in our marriage and doing this work together and also separately because like we're we're together in this but we also have completely different experiences um simultaneously not only because you're a woman and I'm a man and um you come from different like Midwest and I come from west coast but also like you're white and I'm black which is like the most mm-hmm. overt thing about our relationship right mm-hmm. um so yeah, that there was so many layers to that and I, I see why it was the most popular. Mm. But it was, yeah, that was that was an incredible episode. It was really, really great. I mean, there have been so many cool episodes since then, but that one was like the most popular and still is to this day. Mm. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Um, what was your favorite conversation or episode?
0: That is so hard to say because I low-key don't want to offend anyone <laughs> <laughs> that I've interviewed thus far. I'm going to be very diplomatic with my answer every episode and every conversation that i've had throughout my time recording even the ones that haven't even been posted yet there is something that i take away from each one of those conversations that are just like so good my favorite episodes would are not the most popular ones you know what i'm saying like the ones that i think are not that great still have like people tell me like oh i love that episode with you and reg or i i love that episode with you know you and your mom or something like that like there's so many things um, that happen in each episode uh, or takeaways or things that I learn that I, I don't know if I would be able to to pick. That's like me trying to decide which is my favorite plant. I can't decide. <laughs> you know how people say their favorite kids? I can't decide between my favorite plant because I'm a plant daddy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, you have a lot of plants, babe.
0: 25 and counting because... For real? <laughs> yeah, I counted the other night. That's what I was doing oh when I was gosh. walking around the house. Yeah, oh got like 25 plants. Gosh. I didn't
1: realize we have that yeah, many. Yeah. Okay.
0: About to buy some more, you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh my gosh. We need to get some pots first. That's right. That's funny. Mm -hmm. What has encouraged you to keep going with this passion project?
0: So going back to your first question of what I'm most proud of, right? What I didn't realize that this was going to be was like a resource for folks. Mm -hmm. Like I literally thought that I was going to put something together and that it was going to just be me talking about, you know, talking with my family and friends. Like I didn't realize that that I was going to start doing education and talking about stats, politics, and giving so much to folks that um, it's become a resource and a tool to help people grow in their own, not only their own identity, but also in their own anti-racism work and their own activism and stuff like that. I didn't realize that that's what I was creating. And so that's the part that keeps me going. I think that Um, I've, and we've talked about this before, like I've dedicated my life to, you know, advocacy, justice work, um, and anti-racism, whatever that looks like. Right. And so it just so happens that the podcast kind of has interwoven itself into that, but I still want the conversations to be authentic and genuine, um, and not too overtly like educational, but I, yeah, that is something that I was not expecting from, from this, from this passion that I had, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm extremely proud of, of that, honestly. I really, really am. Mm. Another thing on that is that some folks have shared with me, and it's not only just white people, because a good portion of my listenership is white folks, um, which that's totally fine. But I am unapologetically like black. Like this is a very black space, and I'm allowing you a glimpse into this space, and it doesn't give you license to take my words and to use them as like some kind of like oh like this podcast host who is black said this Mm -hmm. it's like i'm talking from my own individual experience Mm -hmm. and i'm just giving you a glimpse into my life right i'm giving you permission into my life these these areas specifically Mm -hmm. um and the lives of the people that come on this show um obviously i ask them permission and i hold that space with honor and yeah with honor and they're trusting me to like take care of their story right so Mm -hmm. so part of that is too is that i don't want folks to particularly white folks to come into this space and then just like give them license to just start sharing stuff that um because this black host said that or this black podcaster said this as like a generalized a generalization when i drop facts or statistics or stuff like that i'm giving Mm -hmm. you a glimpse into the experience that i have had And like this just backs it up that Mm -hmm. I may not be the only black person. I may not be the only person in this from that socioeconomic status that has experienced this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever explicitly said that, but I do want to make it very, very clear that that's always been my goal. Because, yeah, there is a level of like concern that I have every time I put out an episode. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. a really big concern that I that like words are going to be misconstrued or people Mm -hmm. are going to take snippets of what I say and use it to back up their own perspective and idea without even reaching out to me and my emails up there I have an Instagram like you can always reach out to me we can have a dialogue mm-hmm. I'm totally open to that but I think I think that's a concern but also a piece of like that's what keeps me going but I also want to make sure that I explicitly say that <laughs> mm-hmm. another thing I want to say about like specifically like passion right is, You can discover if you're passionate about something, if you're willing to do it 365 days a year, regardless of what happens, if you're willing to do that thing for free, Mm -hmm. right? If you're willing to continue to do that thing for free and you don't need to make money off of it. And that is what anti-racism advocacy work, that's what like this is to me. Like it's, it is a passion and not only because I'm black, but because there's so many people that I see that need folks. To like speak for them, to, um, to draw, not speak for them. I take that back to draw attention to the things that they are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And that's what an advocate does. It's like, it, it is uh, somebody who has a, has a like bullhorn is yelling and screaming and, and, and diverting attention to the thing that needs the most attention. And so like, that's what, that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps this passion going and driving and burning is because I continue, I need to bring attention to some of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, and hopefully I do in every single conversation that I have. Mm.
1: That's great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think when you uh, when you started this, well, I think it was like a perfect storm, right? Because it was, you uh, released the first episode um, shortly after we went into quarantine Mm. after COVID. Mm -hmm. And then also, like you said earlier, all the Black Lives Matter uprisings, um, happen. And I think it was, it was like a perfect storm for people who are at home quarantined and they're like, what, what do I, what do we do? Like what is happening in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, and for this to be like a resource to people, which is what, ha- what it has become, um, I think is really, really cool to see.
0: hmm
1: Um, and I think because it's, it's become a resource with all of your cut-ins, all the education that you put in there. Um, I've told you this earlier, but like you, you need, y'all need to pay Jonathan for his labor here. (laughs) Um, because you, you have such like incredible information that you're giving people Mm -hmm. and, um, Yes, you said you would do it for free because you love it and you want people to know this information.
0: Oh, there's another side to that, yeah. But
1: <laughs> but um you know, this isn't this isn't free labor. Mm-hmm. Like uh you need to be compensated for what you're doing and yeah. So do you want to tell us like what you have in store for the podcast? Yeah. Forward?
0: Yeah, that's so funny. Okay, so um I yes, you are absolutely right. I think the behind the scenes look is that like there is so much work and time and effort that goes into each episode. And this is aside from editing, social media, recording, setting up the interviews, writing out the questions for it. There is so much research um, that goes into it and actually an emotional burden to like, in particular with stories surrounding like blackness and black stories and, um, black bodies and all these things, that there is another level of emotional, Mm -hmm. emotional labor that goes into like producing these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, that was one part that surprised me and I didn't, I didn't expect either, but because that is what it's become like, and I also, I mean, uh, truth be told, like, I would love to do this like as a bigger part of my life, you know, not, not like a nine to five, but you know, in mixture with all the other things that I'm passionate about and Quite honestly, can get paid for for this to be a part of my my life where I can wake up and do this thing, right? And in order for me to do that, like I I need some support from the people that are benefiting from this information mm-hmm. and benefiting not only like I'm talking about education and all these things. So yeah, I'm gonna be launching a Patreon to kind of like put to put a infrastructure on how to like provide some level of support. So there's gonna be multi level of tiers, and I'll probably break that down in like. Instagram post, Um, I'm going to start doing some, like a monthly newsletter and all that stuff to kind of like put some infrastructure behind this thing, because like, it's obviously growing. Um, I'm much further along than I thought I was going to be. And when I blew up, when I, not blew up, I keep saying words like that, but when it, when there was a lot of growth and I wasn't expecting the growth, um, I wasn't prepared for it. And then my balloon burst, right. And then I couldn't hold it. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm at like a more settled space where I don't have, like, the listenership that I'm, like, going for now. But I'd rather put the infrastructure in place right now because um, I know every single episode I drop, I, I it adds to the community. It adds to this group of people that are desiring to go deep, that desire deep conversations and that want something. So, um, yeah, launching a Patreon. Um going to be putting out a monthly newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also some uh, other things I'm going to be starting um, surrounding, like, coaching. So there's going to be a coaching aspect with this and having, um, difficult conversations with the people that are in your life. So you don't miss those things. Um, I just got certified as a coach. And so, um, I'm really excited about that. And so I'm implementing that piece there that is not fully rolled out. I have been trying to figure out literally for months, how I'm going to incorporate this. Cause this has been in the works for that long, but I am, Going to be adding that piece, and so if you become a contributor to the Real Fam, that's what I'm trying to. I'm gonna play with that and see if it lands. <laughs> uh, if you come, if you go, if you become a Patreon member, um, you will get access at a certain level. You'll get access to 30 minutes of, of coaching, and then an hour of coaching, and then you'll have um, like a discounted rate for any workshops or trainings or even like group coaching sessions that I put together that I'm gonna gonna be um, putting out in the next few months here which I'm really excited about so yeah those are some of the things that are in store for RTWD I'm really really excited about it it's it's kind of crazy that this thing yeah it's just all a uh, while that all this is kind of unfolding this way and I would not have pictured it happening through the form of a podcast but like it's it is like this is something I'm passionate about I love and um, enjoy a whole lot so and so is coaching I'm really I love coaching so
1: that's great babe yeah, really proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you look at uh, this past year, um, this podcast, what is one one takeaway for you from from putting this together?
0: Gosh, there's there's so many. I feel like when you find that thing that gives you energy, that like drives you, that like you think about all the time and you're able to like do it and then like people see it and acknowledge it and then like actually not only like get something from it but they feel something from it mm. um, and it inspires them and encourages them like you can't let that thing go mm. right and I think that's been my biggest takeaway you you create something and you hope that somebody like understands or gets it mm. um, you hope that there is a connection between w- what you created and whoever listens, sees it, watches it, whatever. And that has happened so many times in this past year. And every single time I am always like so shocked and surprised. And it's not be- yeah, it's, it's not because like, you know, I didn't have faith or doubt in this thing, but I think I am shocked and surprised because, like, the vision has been seen. Like, the vision has been caught. Like, they understand the story. And, and because it's so particular of the thing that I want people to understand and get. And the thing that I want people to walk away from or take away from these episodes. I think that's what makes, that's what makes all of this thing worth it. And the biggest takeaway is, like, keep grinding. If you found something that you're passionate about and you're making a difference in the world, like, keep going. Um, and don't stop. Uh, because whether you're making a humongous impact where millions of people are seeing it or listening in or consuming this thing or where you have a few hundred, fact of the matter is you are making an impact regardless. Um, And that's been my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just keep thinking back to like people that have shared like, some stuff and I'm like yeah that's exactly what I was trying to get you to understand about that Mm. (laughs) episode, and and they just like got it and then they've been inspired to like have conversations and Mm. using this as a as a time of of encouragement um and for folks to know that they're not crazy that their experiences are are very similar to others and I've heard stories of folks who other black folks who are, are going through their own deconstruction and trying to figure out what's what's the next step and um, I got some coaching for you. Trust me, I got you. Reach out to me. But I think the, yeah, the, that's that's been my biggest takeaway. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's cool. So you have a lot of, like you said, you have a lot of uh, feedback from the podcast from a lot of different people. Uh-huh. Um, you have over thirty five five star reviews. Yeah. on your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and within the first, I think you said eight months you were on the top 200 for society and culture yeah
0: on apple itunes i was up there for like nine or ten weeks yeah top 200 in in the world (laughs) which is really incredible oh no no not the world sorry sorry not the world in the u.s in the u.s yeah
1: still incredible yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so over the last like few weeks i've been um posting on instagram to get people to <laughs> review your podcast if they haven't already <laughs> so uh all the reviews that you saw come in um uh, that was because my podcast. i kind of <laughs> figured
0: that they were doing but the thing is is like they're genuine yes, reviews they're not absolutely. like you know it, you were just reminding folks i'm sure you didn't say like drop a five star or drop anything like that No. i think what has been dope about those is that those reviews and thank you so much. I I knew you are doing something, something because I would see like two, three reviews come in every few days. I'm like, (laughs) but, um, is that they're so genuine and honest and I could just tell like, wow, like this is, this is ringing true for so many folks. So Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many, uh, incredible reviews. Um, so much impact that your podcast has had on people. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm looking at some of the reviews and I'm like, this is, it's just really cool to see, like, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Just really cool to see, like, what people have said about your podcast and um, how much of an impact it's had on people. So I'm really proud of you, babe.
0: Thanks, babe. Appreciate you.
1: Um, so I want to read one review, (laughs) try to get it together. Um, but this, out of all the reviews, um, this one really stands out, I think. Um, and this is from a family member. Shout out Ryan. We love you. Um, but he said, uh, this is exactly what this moment needed. And he said, um, humble, authentic, honest, and deep. In a moment when chaos seems to be the chief ringleader in this country, Jonathan has stepped in and gotten back to the core of what we as human beings desperately need, real, open, dignified conversations with everyday people. If we want to move forward as a country, this is where we start. So glad there's a podcast out there that exemplifies how to have the hard conversations. Keep up the great work, RTWD. So anyways, I'm really proud of you. And uh, I don't have any more questions for you, okay. <laughs> um, unless you have anything to add.
0: Do I have anything else to add?
1: I guess. Um, what do you What do you hope for um, in the next like couple years doing this podcast? Like, what is What is something you're hoping that comes out of this?
0: Mm-hmm. You want me to cast a vision, all right? So, number one, I really hope that I'm still doing this two three years out four years out five years out right I really hope that I'm still having these conversations I really hope that these conversations expand to I don't I don't know but just to continue to increase and grow I mean eventually I'm gonna run out of like friends and family um an extended family and all that and so I'll I'll need to expand the conversation but like I don't know if I'm ever still gonna like at least on this podcast have like oh I'm gonna reach out to this big name person I'm having on the pod. I think if I were to do something like that, it would probably be like, I want to humanize um, these conversations because I feel like what happens to entertainers, what happens to athletes, what happens to all these other folks that are in the spotlight is that they are dehumanized, that they are seen as entertainment, that they are on this screen. And so I think if I were to expand beyond like my circle, which is like friends, family, yada, 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 My hope is that I would be able to have conversations with some big name folks and that those conversations would be able to center their human experience Mm. and allow them to just be free and their full authentic selves and listeners would be able to hear and see that, right? I think as I think about what RTW has become and what it is, is that anytime you enter into this space, Right. I'm gonna get to your question, but, you know, I like to take the senior group in, but, um, yeah, any, <laughs> not, right, Shade. Um, anytime you are list, anytime you interact with me as an individual, I want you to feel as safe as possible. I want you to be your full authentic self. Like mm-hmm. I want to create space for you to be you, um, without judgment, without like, without a second guess. you can just be you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want that also to extend to the podcast. I want that to be my podcast brand. Um, for it to be safe and for you to be authentic self. So whether you are educated, you're a doctor, professor, whatever, hyper known throughout the world, whatever, I want to be able to treat you the same as I would, you know, my brother, um, my friend, whatever um, that has like a hundred followers on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, as I'm thinking about you know the future way down the road i want to have a even a coaching brand that creates that space as well and so finding some way to intertwine my coaching brand and my podcasting brand together and um allowing folks to be their real selves you know what i'm saying
1: well i'll just say this uh, as we're wrapping up here okay I always feel like really inspired by people that just kind of go for their dreams, their goals, their passions, and really kind of make it a reality. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I went, uh, we had a weekend getaway. It's hard to get away during COVID, but (laughs) we uh, went to LA for the weekend and uh, we're, we have these like stack of questions. And one of them was, um, who. I think it was like who inspires you the most or who has inspired you the most in this last year Mm -hmm. and obviously you're my husband so I'm gonna say you um but I I don't say you just because you're my husband but I say you because I've really watched you um create this thing that you've like had on your heart and um it's been incredible to see it really come to fruition and so incredible to see the feedback you've gotten and um, just how it's, it's impacted people. Mm. And um, so I just want to honor you for that uh, on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm I'm so thankful for what you're uh, creating as you have these conversations. And I know I'm not the only one who is, is thankful for that. So
0: well thank you so much for saying that and thank you for taking the time to interview me i appreciate it you're welcome <laughs> all right i love you,
1: I love you more.
0: y'all thank you so much like for real thank you um i've been reflecting about this past year and doing this podcast and what this show has meant to me and to so many others and And the word that comes back over and over and over again is humbled. You know, I talk about big, heavy topics and y'all just keep showing up, willing to do the work. So whether you've been in the real fam since day one or this is your first episode, I am overwhelmed by your support and I appreciate you so, so much. Like I mentioned to Lance, there are some really cool things that are coming down the pipeline in the next few weeks in the next few months. I know I mentioned a Patreon as a way to financially support the work that goes into the podcast and the podcast itself. I'm going to be getting really creative with the offerings for each tier, so stay tuned for that. I'm going to drop some information probably in the next week or two on my IG, so just be on the lookout for that. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't follow me on IG, follow me on IG. <laughs> also, I know that I mentioned a rebrand, and you know what? I was really hoping for that to be done by the birthday of the pod, but I my indecisive ass cannot make up my mind. So, and also life happens because I've been super busy at work. So, that is for sure coming and I'm really, really excited about it. Now, listen, I want to hear from y'all. Like, I really want to hear from you. I'm not just saying that as like some marketing strategy. I really want to hear from you. So, this is my podcast birthday wish. Yes, it is a thing, a podcast birthday wish. I want you to share with me on Instagram what your favorite episode of RTWD has been. And then I want you to tag two people in that and tell them why they should listen to that episode. Okay, so that might be some marketing thing. But you just need to share it. You know what? Share that episode. That is my birthday wish. Do that. Okay? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I got oh, I got a dope episode next week with a dope friend of mine. His name is Work. I'm really, really excited to have him on the show. It's a long time overdue. Be sure to catch that one. I think that is it, y'all. Happy birthday, RTWD. Thank you so much for tuning in. This podcast was produced by myself, Jonathan Dumas. Additional production helped by the incomparable Lindsay Dumas. With music by the oh-so-talented Mr. Tony Deras. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. It really, really helps folks discover the show. Till next time, y'all. Peace.